0: Live from Glasgow, the Ellie Oliver
1: Show. Live from Glasgow, the Ellie Oliver Show. Hi, this is Oliver Braid, and first I want to make a little apology, because actually today we're not broadcasting live from Glasgow, we're actually broadcasting live from Liverpool, uh, at the... uh, we're at the Royal Standard, uh, which is a gallery in Liverpool, and tonight we're having an opening for an exhibition that I've been working on mm-hmm. for the past 18 months. So I move straight into talking about time, really, which is perfect. Oh, I because
2: I get to introduce myself, Oliver? Uh,
1: no, I've forgotten who you are. I'm <laughs> trying to keep a theme. Uh, I don't know if anyone can work it out. I'll let Ellie introduce herself while you have a think about what our theme could possibly be.
2: Oh, thanks, Oliver. Well, I'm Ellie Harrison, and I'm the other half of the Ellie and Oliver show. Sorry, I tell
1: you, the reason I didn't introduce Ellie is because I did have a complaint during this week that people find that Ellie speaks a bit too much and I don't speak enough. I'm unleashing that to you live on air for the first time. And who can you
2: unleash? Who this complaint was actually from? This information
1: came from Jocelyn Villemont, the artist uh, and curator of It's Our Playground, who just happens to be just outside, just next
2: door. Oh well, I have to have words with him later, or maybe I won't have words with him. Maybe he's just sick of the sound of my voice. Okay, Oliver. Okay. I'll <laughs> <do you then.
1: laughs> well, I'll try and carry this kind of show on my own. So we're looking at this week. We're going to talk about memories a bit because. We're in Liverpool, and we're at a gallery that I used to have a studio at when I lived in Liverpool for a short while. So today we're going to look at the idea of memories and the role that that plays in our lives. But Ellie, I think that you've had it, because I should say actually this week I've been really busy at the Royal Style Installing my show, and so Ellie Harrison is really the anchor woman for memories. (laughs) Uh, after, After saying that she spoke too much normally, we'll just have one more go at talking a lot.
2: Oh, thanks, Oliver. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of research around this topic in preparation for coming down to Liverpool. And I've got loads of data to throw at you. Well, to be honest, I haven't. But I have been thinking about um, the relationship between, I guess, the past, the present and the future. Time. I Time. Think about, okay. Which links to memories. Also, when I was swimming the other day, like they listened to a really cheesy radio station in the in the changing rooms. And they were doing something to do with memories. And I thought this is just the sort of cheesy topic uh-huh. that they would do on the most lowbrow, <laughs> trashy radio station. So it really it is quite appropriate that we've also chosen to do it. But yeah, look, I got this little brochure.
1: Oh, a brochure on time. Called from, make it, oh, from the School, uh, of, uh, uh, the School uh, of, yeah, of Life. School That's of
2: beautiful. beautiful. Um, how to make the most of your time. Um, and obviously it talks about how it, it's got an interesting bit of data in there which I can't locate at the moment but it's they did some survey about um it's talking about flow and how you mm-hmm. get in the flow
1: the okay. yeah. <laughs> when, oh, there's yes. a mouthful I learned yeah. how to pronounce it a while ago actually
2: oh my god was it him that said don't just uh, don't just do something sit there
1: Oh, yeah, probably. He is a big old fan of flow.
2: I love that. Like, so that's what we're going to do. We're just going to sit here, but we are going to talk. We're going to talk. Um, so, yeah, it was talking about um, the fact that when most people... Like, I can't remember the data. I meant to be the data queen, but something like 67% of the time, we're not thinking about what we're actually doing. We're either thinking about something in the future or something in the past. Something
1: in the past, and probably misremembering it, because actually, you know... You bring in Nikolai Chukemmihy to say again, <laughs> uh, and he's like a, a big player in the world of positive psychology, and something that I learned from positive psychology last year was this idea that actually we slightly misremember the past, we kind of make it seem more positive often than it actually was which is quite a nice thing you know we sort of heal ourselves through a process of rationalization
2: but this is really 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 interesting because it links into the small amount of notes that i wrote about what (laughs) we could talk about because a couple of weeks ago i sent you that link to this um book that had just come out called the optimism bias Mm -hmm. i don't know if you looked up but um the whole idea of the optimum bias is that um we're kind of hardwired in our genetic code to be more optimistic about our future than um we actually have reason to be so i was like coupling this like if that is indeed true and we are more optimistic about what the future holds with the fact that we also remember the past (laughs) with rose-tinted glasses like they're basically two strategies to allow us to cope with the fact that life is actually a bit shit.
1: That's <laughs> not true. Do you know, because also while we're talking about data and things that we read this week, I don't know if anybody else, because it was all over Facebook, read that article that was in The Guardian about things that people regret on their deathbed. And, um, uh-huh. you know, the, the, uh, some of the top ones were, I wish I'd worked less... Uh, I wish that I'd allowed myself to be happier. I think, you know, a lot of the time there's that tendency. Even though at the core of it we're optimistic, it's very easy to just be negative about your situation or kind of feel like life is shit. But actually lots of great... I mean, at the minute, we're in the middle of a slightly stressful install for this exhibition because things there's still a lot needs to be done. It's easy to think this is going really badly or like this is shit... All you really have to know is you just keep calm and the human's have an amazing capacity to get things done eventually once the heat is on and then that makes you think everything's okay. Although, that could be because I'm comparing it with every other experience I've had where things have gone all right. And I've forgotten, actually, that there are times when things do go badly. <laughs> but I'm really hoping that that's not the case. I'm actually touching wood right now. We're
2: broadcasting from a large wooden desk and we're both clasping onto it at the moment because aren't the press turning up in just like uh, one hour and 55 minutes? One hour and 55 minutes, that's
1: all right. right. I've got There's people outside working on things. I tell you, that's the way things always are. I've never had an install where I'm not working towards the last. It's a dream, you know, I think, the idea that you're working towards. Because I think human brains actually s- work out a strategy where they know they're going to be doing it till the very last minute, and even it, but they know they can just about fit it in. So you only really pick up the pace towards the end. I'm worried <laughs> that we're moving... We're talking more about... Uh, Planning for the future rather than yeah. thinking about the past.
2: Well, let's talk more more about the idea of memories, because you touched on something about uh, this cheesy radio theme that we've picked for today. Um, well, two things. First of all, the fact that you used to live in Liverpool. I did and used to live in Liverpool. Rather than, I mean, I've been to Liverpool every other year since the biennial launched. I think it was two thousand and. Two, or maybe? 2001. No, 2002. I've been to every single biennial. Yeah, like you a should have one fan. of those badges like
1: a <laughs> McDonald's worker. <laughs> I know. No stars,
2: so I remember, like, my memories of Liverpool kind of, like, um, I guess biennial. I imagine the they're quite hazy, <laughs> they're I imagine quite hazy. they're quite laced with booze. There was quite one quite boozy one, I think it was 2006, mm, was yeah. a big party at the A Foundation, that was quite a lot of fun.
1: Well see, A Foundation, let's have a moment, well let's not because we can't have dead air, but we should have a moment silent for A Foundation. Well and for Mike Kelly. And for Mike Carney. Oh Mike, <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say. So. Mike Carney. Oh, sorry. Mike Carney used to be gallery manager at A Foundation, but he's still alive. He just works in London now. But Mike Kelly is. Mike also. Kelly is no longer with us.
2: But we won't have a moment. We so won't I have know.
1: a moment's <laughs> silence. But if you want to have a moment, well, you, obviously you're having a moment's silence because you're listening to us. <laughs> I'm thank you,
2: thank <laughs> you for listening. So yeah, so th- there's that idea of like being Liverpool and having these memories. It's a beautiful, beautiful sunny day in Liverpool, and I cycled here in in the sunshine in the freezing cold. Did I you bring your bike to Liverpool? No, borrowed Penny's bike. Oh, okay, she was cool. So sweet, she lent me it. But also, like you did touch. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of the airtime, but you did touch <laughs> on the idea of remembering the past. Uh, with rose-tinted glasses. It's
1: quite interesting for me to be at the Royal Standard making this. I was told the other day that, although I'm working with a lot of other artists, I would say this is a solo show that we're presenting, and they said it's actually the first solo show that the Royal Standard have ever done in their whole history. Um, and I remember when I first got my studio at the Royal Standard in 2006, being quite uh, frightened of the people who run it, or thinking that they were like so professional, and thinking that they'd never really be interested but here oh, I am. Just I mean, it's six years later. Oh, it is six <laughs> years later. It took me a long time to climb to the top.
2: You did have to get an MFA, as well. did have to get an MFA. Just to
1: prove your credentials. But I'm here, I mean, Liverpool's changed a lot since I was here. You know, it's like a lot posher now. I know. But, but I don't know if it wasn't posh before. No offence to anyone listening from Liverpool.
2: <laughs> it's got that horrendous big shopping centre. I right. quite like it. It's a lovely frozen
1: yoghurt store.
2: I can't imagine ever wanting to go to that shopping centre. I've got very
1: fond memories, memories, memories (laughs) of that shopping centre having a yoghurt there last year, it was beautiful. But let's not do a big advert for Liverpool one. No, yeah, no, that's true, they're not paying us anything. Uh, But yeah, I do have fond memories of Liverpool.
2: Oh, but what I wanted to say about the remembering uh, the past with rose-tinted glasses, because we've been apart for the last week. We have, we have. And I, you're about the only person in the world that I do the opposite, and I remember you as being worse than you actually are. Oh, my are. God. I think it's because you're my flatmate, and obviously I get annoyed with the lots of things that you do around the flat, that when you're not around, I just remember you with the opposite of rose-tinted glasses. Oh, my God. <laughs> with dark black well, I, glasses. Well, to be honest, I did
1: stop the router from working. Um. The night before I left, yeah. so now we haven't got any internet in the flat, which is a good job we're broadcasting from Liverpool this week.
2: I know, because the... And then they sent him Anyway, I won't go into the details of the, <laughs> our internet problems on air, but yeah, I was thinking about that. You're the only person who I remember, and then when I actually... I remember being a lot worse than you actually are, when I out. actually see you, I like...
1: I'm all right. I wonder actually what I was thinking of about uh, because last year I kept a very detailed diary for twelve months every single day. Five to ten pages of just text, just writing and recording everything that was happening. And there are a lot of times where I've recorded arguments that me and Ellie have had. And I remember thinking when I was writing it at the time, that all I can remember every time I wrote about Ellie was when we'd had a disagreement. You must mm. never read those diaries,
2: Oliver. Aren't <laughs> these diaries going to be published? No, these today? are no,
1: these are different diaries. I kept two diaries. Okay. Last year, I kept a diary which has formed the basis of this exhibition at the Royal Standard, and then I kept a personal diary.
2: So you do the same for me, then. Am I the only person that you remember being worse than I actually am in real well, life?
1: Well, I don't know because I tell you what. When I realise the things that make me think that you're an amazing person make me remember that. It's just when I think about how hard you work and how. You know, like when I see other people and realise that they don't, you know, someone like you, you want, because if you say you're going to do something, then you'll properly follow it through. You're not really someone who does things half fast. And when I remember things like that, it really makes me feel very, like, pleased to be your friend. Oh,
2: that's so sweet. And that's why you were so annoyed by the fact that I did my email detox. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I did only do my email detox for one week. Yeah. But it was, no. it did really annoy because it wasn't on form. Wasn't. So that
1: was your resolution, email detox. Yeah, um, it didn't work out. didn't work out.
2: And we all know what your d- resolution I was. I think we
1: all know. Um. Chiefly, it was about seriousness, but somewhere along the way, it did get very muddled up with kind of living the same life as Lauren Hill. <laughs> <laughs> trying to shake that off a little bit, um, um, but I am still trying to speak with seriousness. But just inject a bit. In fact, if you remember, towards the end of the last show, I realised I did sound a bit insane.
2: So, I know, you did sound a bit insane, Oliver, and also, towards the beginning of the last show, when you introduced it, you sounded really creepy. Well, I tell
1: you, I was going through a face, I was beginning to believe in God, or I was oh. at least questioning whether I might start believing in God. At
2: least you only had one week of that, then. Yeah, yeah, okay. I stripped
1: that right away. <laughs> okay, strip stripped that. <laughs> I remember it, though.
2: Oh, God, no, but listen to the introduction at last week's show, it's got quite <laughs> a creepy vibe to it. So we should have some music, shouldn't we, Oliver? Have a little song. So you're going to introduce us. Oh, okay. So
1: yeah, I mean, we're talking about going back to Liverpool and remembering things. I bought this album when I was in Liverpool and I bought the USA copy before it came out in the UK. We used to listen to it so much. I've only just remembered that. Last January and February, not last January, 2007, January and February, Lady Sovereign Album, Public Warning. This is a song called Those Were The Days. Ah,
0: here we go.
3: Okay, this is uh, my cheesy intro. And this is my... again.
2: hello <laughs> sorry about that oh uh, sorry we're back now and uh, that was lady sovereign and i remember we went to see lady sovereign actually oh, we didn't did we all of um no. but was that of oh my goodness yeah it was and that was um the summer of 2009 actually and i remember that was quite <laughs> that wasn't a very nice summer it was quite stressful for both of us yeah, i think yeah it
1: was very stressful it was a
2: very stressful year. That was a year after we first met. Yes, no,
1: the year after the fun six months, where everyone has a lovely time on the course because everyone's getting to know each other.
2: Yeah, and then the shit hit the fan. What's oh, a pardon? Uh, oh went.
1: god, not again! See, Sorry. this is what happens terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible language. Uh,
2: but yeah, we went to we went to see that, and um, anyway, I'm not going to dwell on that summer too oh much because yeah, we <laughs> it's <hard> Can't really <laughs>
1: discuss it; we'll get into trouble. I was talking <laughs> with the legal action. Were you really? Yeah, from one particular oh. person. I can't okay. even mention the name because, you know, probably end up in court. Uh, I'm you... a little legal throughout this week, actually.
2: Oh, my God, Oliver. But um, you went back to Bewdley that summer, actually. You made the film, The Craft. Oh yeah, I did
1: go to make a film, which was a remake of The Craft, which is a kind of 90s uh, teen horror witchcraft film with two of my very good friends that I've been friends with since I've been 13. Oh, I need to apologise. Actually, I've got a bit of a cold because the all Standard is quite a uh, quite a cold building. Not much heating going on, and I've been in <laughs> here every single day installing. So if I sound a bit bunged up, it's really because I am. I'm really trying <laughs> to.
2: Yeah, oh, Oliver. I'm sorry. Do you have to do that when we're on when we're on the radio? I,
1: I did move away from the mic.
2: But I was just going to maybe talk about the film, the craft, a little bit because I think it's a much underrated Oliver wor- Oliver Braid work. Um, for lots of reasons, but it's really interesting and is it on your can you watch it on your YouTube You page? can watch the clip of it on the YouTube. Okay. But what I would
1: say if you're gonna go onto my YouTube channel at the minute, what you should be watching is the My Five New Friends Sneaky Peek okay. trailer.
2: Okay, my five new friends does uh, open this evening at 7 good. p.m. at the Royal Standard. So Six come PM. on now, 6 p.m. Sorry, <laughs> um, but yeah, the the craft film. What I like about it in relation to memories is it's a really it's kind of like a documentary or or, or, or a mockumentary set 50 years in the future. And Oliver actually used my dad, Bernard Harrison. Big shout out to Bernard. Big shout out to Bernard. We've not done a shout out to Bernard yet. And he's still recovering from his hip operation. So I hope he's listening and I hope he's getting on okay. But Bernard, who's exactly 50 years older than Oliver, played Oliver 50 years in the future, reflecting. Very convincingly.
1: Yeah. He was very good, actually. Very good actor.
2: And then he reflected on the summer of 2009 on the time when they were uh, making the craft together in Beauty, and I thought it's such a beautiful idea. Well we'd
1: actually we'd remade the craft we remade the craft to start with when we were 19 so that would have been like in 2003 we've been making it since 2003 but on an old video camera with tape in it. Let me just remove Yeah, there's a lot of craft archive footage still yet to be uncovered. I imagine that will fetch quite a nice price on eBay one day.
2: (gasps) And you'll have to get it on your YouTube page. And also, speaking of which, I have a little gripe. Oh, oh yeah. I
1: tell you, actually, we should say this in memories. Before we started this radio, we thought we'd do a gripe every week because there's something that I would do to annoy Ellie every week. Yeah, but we've kind of forgotten about it. But let's br- let's bring it up. I Go thought
2: on. this would be a good opportunity to bring it up because I obviously I've spent the whole um week on my own um back up in Glasgow because you've been down here. Of course
1: that's my fault.
2: Yeah. no, No, no. No, not at all. I've really enjoyed it. (laughs) But I have been, there's a bit of backlog of gripes that I need to get through. Building up.
1: Go on then, let's bring them out. I wish we had a jingle. Gripe of the week. Gripe of the week.
2: But some of them, some of them, it it, it gets rather confused because obviously a lot of them relate to the flat and to cleanliness and to uh, noise, um, pollution.
1: But I tell you, in my defence, I haven't been there for a week. (laughs) So I can't (laughs) imagine what I'd have done noise-wise. Exactly.
2: But this one relates to the fact that you took the birthday present which I made you in June 2009 yeah which was a DVD yeah very special yeah private gift from one friend
1: to another Uh, I loved it I loved it I'll tell you though don't you're not the first person that's been upset about something like that that I've done
2: Oliver I just think and this this also I just think you need to just uh, run these things past people because I wouldn't have minded, but I would have appreciated. Were you outraged?
1: Right? I can't believe that. I thought you would have known me. To tell you what though, I've got a little bit of a gripe. Because that's been on my YouTube for ages. What are you? What, how come you haven't been on my YouTube channel for that much amount of time? Because I only went on shocking. it when you put the YouTube Absolutely shocking.
2: Because the films are improving in quality all the time. I tell you in what, they're getting, really they're getting really good. good. The <laughs> new
1: one is... The audio is a bit shitty, but oh my God. I think that's my first swear word on the Ellie and Oliver show.
2: Don't swear, Oliver. <laughs> but it does... It does make me think, go on the Oliver's YouTube page and check out this birthday present. It's beautiful. I, that I made him. The in thing th- is,
1: I put it on because I loved it so much. And
2: what I decided to do, is Oliver's twenty uh, twenty-fifth 25th, 25th, quarter birthday? of a century I've been alive. Um, in 2009. And he is renowned for being over the top with making gifts for people. Um, it's some sort of emotional blackmail <laughs> technique that he's developed. <laughs> and actually this show, which is uh, opening this evening... If you didn't... If you didn't already <laughs> gather, My Five New Friends. My Five uh, New Friends. One of the ideas behind it is that Oliver is, like laboriously handcrafted these gifts for the five boys who are the five... My five new friends. Um, And the gifts that he's made are being presented in the show alongside these five films that have been made by different filmmakers responding to these secret journals about Oliver's meetings with these boys. So the gifts are there, but Oliver's (coughs) over the top with gifts... And he made me the most ridiculously over the top birthday present it in two thousand and nine. Well, it was my thirtieth birthday yeah, yeah, yeah. and i so I guess that was quite a momentous year um but then I thought, shit, all this pressure to make Oliver something so i i on at his birthday party because he's such a crazy big brother fan, I set up um a little diary room in one of the rooms, and it his was flat, amazing completely secret he didn't know, and then I invited people in one. One at a time to come into the diary room. And just talk about Oliver. though like say nice things or nasty things about what the, what it was like living with Oliver, and no, it's all recorded. And now and it's answers. available online.
1: But I tell you, well, it is available online. But while we're talking about gripes and handmade gifts, I remember this in 2010. I spent quite a while handcrafting Ellie Harrison a rather beautiful badge, like in the shape of her face. It took me quite a while. Do you know where that is now, listeners? Just shoved away in a cupboard somewhere. I can't, can't even be bothered to have it <laughs> out on the side. <laughs> At least
2: I haven't chucked it away. I know.
1: Well, I know. It won't be Rather long. Though. It's probably in the bin, though.
2: It's not in the bin. The thing is, I had it on display for... it's Like, like a week. No, a week. I had it on display for several months. But I, the way I like to live my life is I like. I don't like um, things... I like to change my displays, I suppose. Like, I like to mix things up a little bit so i'll have something on display but then when i get bored of it like or it just seems too familiar that you don't notice it i like to remove it and maybe well put something yeah else out. maybe get
1: it out some other time perhaps maybe i will well, maybe I might make wear a feature it. of it it might be nice for you to wear it
2: and i think i might wear it for my birthday which is in 37 days actually oh
1: my god uh, maybe we should talk about it. something Exciting, Leblin? No, because it's it's top secret. Okay, we can't talk about that. So Sorry, I don't relate to the
2: it's project that I've been doing for a year. It's going to end on my thirty third birthday, which is on the eleventh of March. But um, yeah. Oh, anyway, we're coming to the end, Oliver. Oh, no. We've got about another another couple of minutes. But I am. Um, maybe I've talked too much. Do you think I've? talked Oh, I think 30, you know. If people think that
1: Ellie's speaking more than I'm speaking. Just tweet in, say something like "At Ellie and Oliver, shut up, Ellie." Maybe start a campaign. Yeah, please can you tweet <laughs> in? Because
2: we'd love to have some. We would just
1: love to have some feedback, really. We've had some, but um, just I'd like to get more. Your we've heard. Well, what have we heard? We've heard Ellie talks too much. My favourite, we've heard, it's um a little bit too self-absorbed. But I don't understand what people are really. Thinking it's going to be. I mean, it's called the Ellie and Oliver Show. It's about <laughs> us talking about our lives. So and you know, like l- it's lots
2: of photographs of us. Yeah, just we
1: hardly. You know, it's not like we're promising to tackle world issues, but you know, we're just hoping to spread a little bit of positivity.
2: But we are tackling world issues slightly through some messages of hope yeah. in our pop philosophy. But anyway, talking a about song. positivity, it leads in quite nicely to my song because music is obviously obviously something that. Um, triggers memories it's renowned mm-hmm. for triggering memories i was thinking oh i'd like to i had a really great time as a teenager probably too much fun in actual fact. <laughs> and we used to go to this nightclub called the broadway boulevard in the mid-90s and like there was this <laughs> genre of music which i really 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 hated but we used to call them bully tunes like boulevard tunes anyway i'm not going to play one of those they were kind of like house music and there's one that goes it's it kind of goes do Sounds a bit Scottish. You've done that with a Scottish <laughs> accent behind you. <it. laughs> was a house. Anyway, so I'm not going to play that. I'm going to play something that is like completely random. And um, two nights ago, I was working at the GFT, Ushering, and I watched a film by Andrew Cotting,
0: which Ooh. is called This Is Still
2: Life. And it's just a really beautiful sort of, documentary about his life on this farmhouse in france with his daughter with his it's, it's really sweet um and they just played this the daughter was just listening to this song like johnny nash i can see clearly now the rain has gone it's going to be a bright bright beautiful bright, the sun is bright, bright, streaming shiny day and i just thought because this is your day oliver and i want you to enjoy it and it um. is It is a beautiful, sunshine day, day. but I thought this could be a really upbeat, really cheery cheery song.
1: Good to remember.
2: To end this show with, and it will remind us of this beautiful day together forever. So here we go. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.
0: Please. Oh <laughs> See all obstacles in my way Gone on the dark clouds that had me blind It's gonna be a bright bright, bright sunshine yeah? Oh it's gonna be a bright, bright, bright sunshine yeah? Be so bright shining. Oh, yeah. oh, what a bright, bright sun shining. Oh, yeah, yeah.